welcome into ne- the first episode of the Fantasy Roundtable with myself and Jen Ryan. Jen, how are we doing tonight? Good, good. How about you? Oh, I'm doing awesome. Can't complain here. Uh, we have week one of the preseason under our belt, so we're there. We're almost to the football. Yeah, almost. <laughs> and so we have a special guest on the line tonight. Uh, we have Eric Olinger. And Eric, how are you doing? I'm doing good, Chris. Thanks for having me on. And you, th- you think I would ask you how to pronounce your last name before I do, and I just winged it. Did I get it right? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> so it's, uh, I was anxious too. I'm like, you know, he didn't ask how to pronounce that. So it's a fifty-fifty shot between the Olinger and Olinger, which is uh, how I pronounce it. Olinger. That's actually what. As soon as I pronounced it, I was like, why did I pronounce it like that? But I was like, eh, we'll see. I would have gone with Olinger. <laughs> and so, let's go ahead and get to the the meat of the podcast here we you're an idp specialist you write for dynasty league football actually kind of tell everyone what you do and where they can find you sure um well like you just said i, I write for dynasty league football.com um i'm actually the uh, lead idp writer i'm a senior writer um i've been with them this is going on my uh fourth year with vlf and uh, the idp team has really grown a lot specifically this off season. Um, we've gone from a, a team of about four people to, uh, let me see, we got, uh, about eight people now. Uh, we have Steve Waremski, he's been there for as long as I have. Um, the, uh, fantasy football ghost, he's also been there as long as I have. Um, then we have some new guys, uh, Tyler Huggins, Doug Green, Eric Breeze, Eric Coleman, Izzy, oh man, I don't even know how to pronounce this dude's last name, Izzy Elkafoss. <laughs> I'm sure I butchered that way worse than you did Olinger and, uh, and Mo <laughs> Brewington. So we have a, you know, I'm really excited about the, uh, the direction of the IDP team that we have at DLF now. And they've put out some really amazing stuff here. Um, you know, and you're, you're recently a, a new addition to DLF and we're glad to have you. Um, but if anybody's looking for some IDP content, man, like we're pumping it out right now and, uh, we're all, we're all visible on Twitter. We're all good to interact with. So, uh, you know, we're only, a, we're only a tweet away. Yeah, you're, and before we get into the big questions, I want to go ahead and say, you, you yourself are very helpful. I was able to join a league, um, with you guys where you're going, you're teaching people how to play IDP. Uh, I'm not sure if you're aware, I'm in one of those leagues where you guys were dra- we just did a draft maybe a couple weeks ago on Flea Flicker. And we're, I'm still learning what to do. I've been asking people questions on where to draft people. I, I just went into it blind, blindly, honestly. I had no idea what I was doing. And I'm not sure if I'm in your, I don't think I'm in your division. I'm working with, I don't know. No, you have, you have Steven Doug. Yes, yes. Uh, Breeze IDP, right? Alright, I think Breeze, um, I, no, I'm in with Breeze IDP, I believe. Okay, that's, Think that then that you have the Eric's then that would be that would be myself and, and Breeze but I thought that uh, I thought you were in the other league you know maybe that, maybe uh, I'm not that's, he's that's one the one who brainchild of of Doug Green that was all his idea to do those beginner leagues um, at Big Board IDP if you're on Twitter uh, that was his uh, his idea and it was a great idea you know the more uh, the more people we get involved in IDP you know the stronger it makes the, the whole genre so um, you know we just kind of 
helped him where he needed it, but really let him, you know, run with it. And, uh, you know, Flea Flicker is a great, uh, you know, free software that, or league management site that will, uh, let you set it up however you want. And, you know, we found enough people to, you know, be interested in, in, in two, two leagues and, you know, here we go. <laughs> it's been really interesting, man, getting a lot of newbies, a lot of new questions, a lot of enthusiasm, a lot of interest. So, um, you know, the DLF team, we, we were there, but we're not trying to force anybody. We're kind of letting everybody get their feet underneath them. And, uh, you know, we're here to answer any questions that anybody has. And so, Jen, let's go ahead. He's asking about questions. What question do you have maybe to start off with him uh, so we can get this uh, rolling? Um, I mean, I I got in my first both Dynasty League and I got in a couple of IDP mocks this year for the first time, and it, it's just such a totally sort of different beast to me. And I, I guess, like, strategy, I suppose, how soon do you take your defensive player? If J.J. Watts there with my first-round pick, I'm taking him. I don't care where it's at. It, it's just the advantage that that one man gives you every single week is ridiculous. I mean, some of the um, IDP mocks that I've been doing for DLF where we it's an, um, basically just like a, a startup draft for offensive and defensive, uh, even in the Roto World mock, uh, I've, I took him 101. I mean, if, this, if the IDP scoring is anywhere near a balanced scoring system, J.J. Watt is a bigger weekly advantage than Rob Minkowski on offense. Um, so, if I miss out on Gronk, I'm not touching one until the fifth or sixth round. Um, I guess that would probably be my next question. As far as the scoring, like I know from you know regular fantasy leagues what I can expect out of a receiver or running back or what I would hope for, but I guess what's like an average point output that I'd be getting from J.J. Watt each week? See, that, well, I guess it depends if he scores question. or not. Yeah. I'm sorry, what was that? I said I guess that would, it would also depend if he scores a touchdown or not too, right? <laughs> right, yeah. If he's getting the tight end snaps and, you know, all of a sudden starts catching touchdowns like last year, you know, a whole different ball game. But, you know, the million-dollar question is, you know, what can you expect? And the hard part for all of us that play IDP is there really is not an industry standard for IDP scoring. So, and there's so many different variations depending on whether your league scores for tackles for a loss um, and then how many points you get for a solo tackle, an assisted tackle, and a sack. So without that really, you know, league-wide industry standard like a PPR league or a tight end premium league or just, you know, your standard non-PPR league, IDP really lacks that right now. So, the, 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 what I what I prefer is a two points for a solo tackle, one point for an assist, and then anywhere from four to five points for a sack, and then um, two points for interceptions, fumble recoveries, stuff like that. So, you can expect you can expect anywhere from twelve to twenty points from JJ Watt weekly, and the next guy, you know might tap out at 12 to 14 points, but nobody has the upside of J.J. Watt just because of the, the amount of bad passes he, he knocks down, the turnovers, the sacks, the random offensive plays, 
the dude's just from another planet. Wow, it's it seems like the defensive players almost have more opportunities to score points, you know, outside of receptions and yards for a receiver. They do, and and the the one other thing that is not standardized and it drives me nuts is there's not a tackle is not actually an NFL official to statistics. So every home scorekeeper. Is, has free reign to award solos or assists however they see fit. Like, if you look at the NFL.com and look at their rule book, the tackle is not an official statistic, and it can be just given however however the dude in the booth feels like doing it that day. That seems nuts to me. <laughs> you would think that would right. be changed so far, with especially as far as fantasy has gone, that they would have maybe cracked down on that a little more. You would think, but... Every week during the regular season, I track um, tackles awarded by home scorekeepers, and it's it's free every week at DLF. And there's a very hard line trend where some teams just do not give uh, assist tackles. Like Kansas City is one of the lowest, and then you flip on the other side, and teams like Washington and Indianapolis and Baltimore, like basically, if they're even looking at the tackle, they get a part of it. So it's uh. It's maddening because Derek Johnson will finish with, you know, not 85% of his tackles all being solo. And then you get somebody in, you know, Washington like Perry Riley who might have, you know, a 60-40 where, you know, almost, he has almost as many assists as he does solos. So the, uh, the lack of standardization there is really, you know, it, it's tough to deal with because it, it's just so inconsistent from week to week. Uh, I've, I've been fortunate enough to talk with, um, Jim McCormick before, and I'm sure you've met him. He's a big IDP player himself, and he told me um, one of the best sites, um, Pro Football Focus, for their the point system for they use for IDP. He thinks that's one of the better ones. Have, are you familiar with their format, and would you recommend that to others? Uh, right now, uh, I believe that's where Jeff Ratcliffe is at right now, and he he comes up with some really advanced statistics and metrics for the IDP and anywhere that he's at I highly recommend it uh, he was one of the guys uh, him and the IDP guru Ryan Seitzman uh, those were the two guys that I leaned on real heavily when I started uh, really getting into this fantasy football thing and uh, for, for IDP and on Twitter and those were the first two guys that I really uh, made contact with that you know, made a lot of sense. It wasn't just, you know, they were ahead of the curve. It wasn't just reacting to the guys that broke out last week. You know, they were the guys identifying who was going to break out next week. And um, they were able to develop just, you know, forecasting. So, you know, if that's where Jeff Radcliffe's at. If that's, you know, the if that's the scoring system that he endorses, then, then – I can't say it's wrong. <laughs> I'm with him. <laughs> there you go. And so, Jen, I'll let you take the, the lead here one more time, and then I have uh, just uh, another couple questions for him, and we can wrap this thing up. Sure. Um, I guess just in, in in terms of IDP and everything that's out there, it just it just seems so beyond me. I have to be honest with you. I mean, I've, I've tried it. It's something I would maybe like to do more often, but... Um, I just, 
I can't seem to wrap my head anywhere past just team defense. I know that probably sounds offensive because you're an IDP guy, but <laughs> I don't mean it. No, I, I get it. And, you know, that was kind of uh, Doug Green's uh, point when joining or starting these uh, beginner leagues because a lot of people are overwhelmed. And, you know, it's kind of like when you're drowning and you don't have help, you know, we're, we're here to help you. Like, we don't want you to drown and then never touch the stuff again. <laughs> but there's more resources and there's more people that are available to help now than ever. And, uh, you know, and it's not going to be for everybody. But it's the same. I mean, it's kind of like how PPR started. Some people hated it. Some people loved it. And, you know, now I think, I mean, now you can honestly say that PPR is the standard scoring and non-PPR is, is definitely a little more rare, but you know, with IDP, it's all about finding the right league. It's all about finding something that's balanced, that makes sense, that's fun. And you know, don't join a league just because it's the trend. You know, you have to enjoy it, and if you're not, then you're not really doing anybody a favor because you're a short-term you're a short-term owner. Like, you're, if you're not enjoying it, you're not going to stick around. So, you know, if, if IDP is you know you try it and you don't enjoy it. Hey, at least he gave it a shot. You know what it is? I think I just need to get I like I like to research like crazy. So I think maybe do a little more research, get a little more comfortable with it and I mean it's it's seems like it's becoming so popular. I just you know, I'm not gonna let it pass me by. So I definitely want to get into more of them. Yeah, I mean, like I said, try it and you know, I hope you like it. <laughs> you know? Definitely. And there's a lot of good guys, you know, doing a lot of good work, but, you know, if you don't like it, you know, at least you gave it a shot. Yeah, and I, I do think the DLF website has probably been my, honestly, my only resource when I was doing the couple mock drafts that I did. That's kind of where I, you know, did all my research during the draft. I probably should have did it before the draft, but. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, thank you. We appreciate that. Yeah, of course. All right, and so, Eric, I have a question for you now. How did you get started into Dynasty Leagues? What just went off in your mind that said, man, I can't wait to draft defensive players? Um, actually, uh, my senior senior year of high school, like back in 1998, <laughs> I had a buddy that was three years deep into an IDP Dynasty League, and this is before the days of my Fantasy League. This is the days before, you know, online league management. We're talking passing around. You know, rosters and packets of paper. You know, it was, you know, it was the 90s, bro. <laughs> so we're passing these things around and, you know, we're sitting in his house. I'm like, what is this? And he's explaining it to me and I'm like, dude, the next person that drops, like, that's me. Like, get me in this. I want in. So it took a year and I, every week, man, hey, how'd you do? How'd you do? Let's see, let's see the scores. And there was an Excel spreadsheet that got passed around where you entered your own scores in. So, like, every week I'm studying this. Every week I'm looking. You know, USA Today type stuff, you know, <laughs> popping in the uh, the free hours of AOL into the freaking computer, you know, popping up. You know, getting all the stats I can get. And I'm like, this is awesome. Like, we got, you know, forget your league. Let's, let's start our own league. And that's where it started. And I played, I've had Dynasty Leagues, you know, well, that league, that league's actually still going. So, you know, we're 17 years in, 16 years in. Uh, it's that, that's where it started, and it's just kind of grown from there. And then five years ago, uh, I, uh, 
just hooked up with the IDB guru, Ryan Seitzman, and wrote for him. Um, a year later, um, the opportunity for uh, at DLS popped up. I took that. I've been happy there. I've been, been there, been happy there ever since. And now it's just like once you get in there, it's just like the, the amount of leagues that you can be in is endless, literally endless. Everybody's starting a league. Uh, we have a couple of DLS staff leagues. Uh, I'm in the IDT one, obviously. Uh, so it's just been, uh, it's just been crazy. And now with the My Fantasy League tens and stuff, oh my god! Like I'm, I constantly have a draft going. That's <laughs> so, awesome. Yeah, now you're speaking my language a little bit more with the with the tens. That's more my. Yeah, speed. I I think I'm actually in a couple of them with you. I think I've seen uh, seen your name pop up on the old draft list. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Not surprised there. <laughs> so, I'm. Do you do you think like playing in a like a dynasty IDP league? Like it is such a uh, away from the normal. Do you feel like maybe it's a little more outcast and you're kind of I don't want to say like frowned on, but just like you're like IDP's pushed to the side a little more than it should be. Uh, not really. I mean. Like I said, it, the, once you find an interest in something, and, and and Twitter has really helped this. If you have an interest in something, you find people that have like interests. So, with Twitter, you find people that are also into that. So, you know, your feed kind of starts morphing into, you know, a very specific um, timeline of just the same stuff you're into. So. The stuff that you know I'm I'm dealing with with IDP drafts with you know position changes with you know anything IDP related I've got those people that are going through it with me and then you know I I have a like not every league that I do is IDP uh, I'd say it's probably probably either right at half or maybe even a little less than half so I still have a you know a, a big <clears throat> uh, excuse me a, a big um, source of, of non IDP but, you know, the, the big thing is just, you know, finding people that have the like interests and, you know, you don't really notice, you know, maybe you don't notice you're, you're sitting at the nerd table, you know. <laughs> <laughs> now, Eric, uh, one final question here from my, from, on my end. We've talked a bunch of IDP. Let's talk a little offense now. Who's one player that you really think is going to break out this year that you're just – Gung ho on, and maybe other people aren't. If I said anybody other than Darren McFadden right now, I would take. I would get so much crap. <laughs> and when I say Darren McFadden, I'm not talking like I'm taking him as you know running back one, a running back two, or or even a running back three. But at some point, <clears throat> and you know he he falls further than he should, and I get it because the dude has a, a horrible resume for injuries and soft tissue. Um, you know, leg injuries. But Dallas is not going to be a bell cow offense with with Randall. That's going to be a committee attack. And at, at many points in the season, Darren McFadden is going to be a very serviceable running back, low end running back two, or a, or a decent flex play, just because none of those Cowboys runners stay healthy. At some point, McFadden is dirt cheap and he's going to win you some games, you know, throughout the season. There's going to be stretches where he's, you know, obviously banged up and he's not even usable. 
but he's a guy that deserves a spot on your roster right now. And Jen, you're a big Cowboys fan. What do you feel about what he's saying? Uh, I mean, I hear him, but I can't. I can't do it. I don't. I don't think I have any McFadden shares. I. I feel like I kind of go for Lance Dunbar later on. I, I mean, I agree with you. Definitely a committee. I mean, they kind of don't have a choice. But I just think if I'm going to take any back from Dallas, it's going to be the cheap one who, you know, might catch me a few passes too while he's at it. Yeah, I, I get that. And, you know, I agree. But, you know, at the same time, you know, McFadden's going well after round 13, 14, you know, Actually, 13, 14 is about the earliest I've seen him go here lately. But, uh, you know, at, at that point, it's all scratch-off lottery tickets. You're just hoping hoping for yeah, anything yeah. at that point. I think uh, Jerry Jones is hoping the same thing, too, to be honest with you. Scratch, scratch <laughs> a lucky one. Yeah, but, I agree with you. Yeah, it's a it's a backfield for the most part. I've, I've just avoided. Um, I don't think I have any Joe Randall shares either. I don't know. I still think that... There could be another running back added to the roster at some point, either before the season or during the season, but who who knows with them? Yeah, and then and one other runner that I, I if he's if he's there towards the last few rounds of the MFL tens, mm-hmm. I'm going to take a stab at with Jarek McKinnon, just because you know I know AP is a cyborg, but the dude has you know had a year off. And those soft tissue injuries just kind of pop up, and you know if something happens, you know McKinnon just looks like he's a guy ready to to make it work. So, you know, obviously if if AP stays healthy, McKinnon's much easier for tonight. But you know, if anything happens to, to AP, you know, that's a guy that can play huge, pay huge dividends. I'm with you on that, 100. percent I. Uh... He was one of the guys able to take week one in preseason, and I was just blown away by his usage of just being they're checking down to him, doing all the little things, which I know AP didn't play, and but the fact that he was being utilized in such a third down back and was also being uh, relied on carries and different things like that, and I understand it is only preseason, but when you look at players, you want to see those things, how they're utilizing these players on the field, if they're just passing to them strictly or if they're handing to them, what kind of package they're using them in. So I was really impressed with his preseason, uh, and I know it was only short-lived. I'm, I mean, I feel like you could even look back to last season. I mean, how often do you get to see sort of the handcuff actually take on the ball? And he did pretty well last year. So we, we already know what we're getting if something you know were to happen with Adrian Peterson. It's not a that much of a question mark. A, a so similar you, situ- sorry, go ahead, Chris. You're fine. Go ahead. A similar situation, and and one that I think is starting to uh, pick up a little more steam now is in Philadelphia. What your what are your opinions on the Demarco Murray Ryan Matthews workload? Go ahead, Jen. Um, I I think again destined for a committee. Um, I also think, you know, if DeMarco winds up getting the share of the carries, we already know that Ryan Ryan Matthews will be just fine filling in for him, especially in that offense with that line. But I'm a little concerned. DeMarco hasn't really been practicing. I don't I don't know what the coach is doing to him. I feel like he's kind of mentally testing him a little bit. I'm not sure how he's responding to that. I'd like to know how he is, but I don't think we'll get it. 
with, um, with the current price tags and the way that you know DeMarco Murray is still being drafted as a high-end running back one, I will very happily take Ryan Matthews on the cheap. Because oh, yeah. I honestly think that he's a better fit for that offense. And, you know, very McFadden-like. He has a bad resume due to some injuries, but the guy just runs pissed off. And I think that he's what Chip Kelly needs, and it was a smart move getting them both because, you know, Murray had a huge workload. I know he's young, but that was a big workload. It was almost twice as many carries as he's had in any other season. So, you know, uh, Matthews is sneaky. Yeah, and it was it was Murray's first full season, you know. Um I uh I find myself grabbing sprawls a lot out of out of Philadelphia. But I do have some Matthews oh. as well. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I'm actually gonna play uh devil's advocate on this one because I really like DeMarco Murray this season. Uh looking at the Eagles offensive line, I believe they ranked second over uh Second to uh, Dallas last year, uh, in one of the top uh, run blocking teams, I think Demarco Murray can do uh, good things again this season. I think he's going to have a not as great of a season, but I think he's still going to be very fantasy relevant, and he is going to finish as a top fifteen running back. I think that's why I might have a hard time taking though, because like you said, he's probably not going to finish how he did last year. I think that's why I'm having a hard time with Odell Beckham because I feel like he can't or likely won't top what he did and I feel like it's, I'm just going to be it, I guess they'll call it you know a down year if if they don't duplicate what they did. Well with players like that I would say that maybe we've seen their ceiling so now sure. you just have to try to figure out what their floor is and what they're going to aim for in a weekly uh, for weekly points and I think that Murray is one of those players who's going to be consistently a lot better than others. I think Chip Kelly's offense, again, they run so many plays, it gives him more opportunities than other players to score. Yeah, definitely. And if he keeps the goal line duties, I mean, then, yeah. I mean, it's, you know, he had, what, thir- or 12 touchdowns last year, I believe? If he if he gets those, I mean, the Eagles are in the red zone often enough. Yeah, I mean, the thing with, with Murray and, and Beckham – if they do 85% of what they did last year, it's considered a failure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 85% of what they did last year is still amazing. They just had borderline – I mean, Odell did have a historic season. You know, Murray was up there. So even if they do 85% of what they did last year, they will still have phenomenal seasons, and people will be pissed off. Oh, yeah. it's. I mean, you can almost make the same argument for Gronk, you know? Yeah, it's never enough with Gronk. <laughs> it should always be more. <laughs> All right, and so here we'll go ahead and finish with a, a good question here, Eric. Um, the Cardinals went ahead and signed Chris Johnson today. Will he be fantasy relevant? Nope. <laughs> nope. That dude that dude is washed up as old underwear, man. I, he is nothing. That is nothing but a preseason body. I mean, I know they gave him $2 million, but... They, they, I mean, you seen Ellington play the other night. The dude is, exa- I mean, the dude is explosive. There's no way you take him off the field if he's healthy. And I understand that they signed him because Ellington and Johnson haven't been healthy. But, I mean, we've seen Johnson in New York. The, the dude has nothing. And it's, I mean, he's not even a guy I'm taking a late round flyer on. I mean, it's, 
find something else. <laughs> I he's one of those players I want to see exactly what he's doing and where they use him in the preseason. But I'm I'm not going to buy into him. I wouldn't take him in any MFL tens or anything like that right now. But I I do own him in a dynasty league, and I'm going to try to since he signed today. I'm going to try to get rid of him for whatever value I still can. Absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> All right, and so we're going to go ahead and wrap up the show. Uh, I want to thank you again, Eric. Uh, let everyone again know where they can find you, uh, all the good stuff like that. Uh, you can find me at DynastyLeagueFootball.com. Uh, I'm exclusive there. It's where all my writing goes. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at IDP. That's O-L-I-N-G-E-R-I-D-P. Um, I'm available there all the time, man. You can send something, I'll answer you, I promise. Wow, that's a that's a strong promise here. Guaranteed answer. <laughs> Guaranteed answers. Even if it's people heckling you, like, "Hey, the Forty ers suck," you're going to answer them. Yeah, unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> All right, it's and, hard to defend it right now, though. It is. It is. I uh, I moved into a house uh, maybe three months ago, and I I'm a Browns fan, so I was telling my wife, I was like. Our next door neighbor is a 49ers fan, and she's just like, she's like, and I was like, I feel bad for him. She's like, you can't feel bad for anyone. You're a Browns fan. I was like, no. I was like, I actually think they may have, they may have the least amount of wins this upcoming season. And she's like, you want to bet on that? And I'm like, no. Like, <laughs> I'm like, I really don't want to bet on that. Nothing was, like your own white busting your balls. <laughs> well, she won't wear anything Browns because she's like, she's humiliated. I took her to one Browns game and everyone heckled us the entire time. She's like, I'm never doing that again. She's like, once they start winning, I'll gladly wear a shirt or a jersey or something. Every year I buy her a jersey or shirt, sweatshirt. She, and they're all just sitting in the closet. <laughs> and Jen, let everyone know where they can find you at. Sure, they can find me on Twitter also at FFDegenerate with a J, of course. Um, have actually just had something go up earlier today on my guy, Des Bryant, on Fantasy Pros. Have some things still coming out on the DraftKings playbook and also at Gridiron Experts. Fantastic. Um, my name is Chris Heil. You can find me on Twitter at The Grizzly Beard and you can find my writings and works at Dynasty League Football. Thanks everyone and have a great night. Thanks. Thanks, Chris. Thanks, Chris. Thanks, Jim. See you guys. Thank you.